Good evening, good evening, and welcome to the Positional Sports Talk Show Post. Live streaming on Facebook Live, Twitch, our Positional Sports Talk Show YouTube channel. All your streaming platforms, if you want to want to do podcasting, we got you. We are a sports talk show made for the fans, from the perspective of fans, presented by lifelong sports fans. We will provide our opinions and positions on the hottest topics in sports this evening. My name is Big Reg, and I'm honored and glad to have my partners in crime with me. I got my man, Professor Jay, in the building. How you feeling, Professor? What's up, Big Reg? What's going on, everybody? Let it do what it do. We on the right side of heaven. Praise the Lord. Let's go. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got my main man, Ed, in the building. What's going on, Brother Ed? Hello, gentlemen. How are you this evening? Uh, glad to see everybody. Jay Wills, always a pleasure to see your face on the mic. Um, anyway, ready to talk some sports. Uh, again, happy to see everybody. Let's do it. And as Ed mentioned, back in the building, yeah, yeah. Our, fi- our fifth musketeer, we got Jay Wills in the building. What's going on, Jay Wills? How you feeling, brother? I'm feeling amazing, feeling great, energized, and Based on some late uh, coming news, just in, within the last hour, I'm feeling justified. So let's get this show started. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, tonight we will talk about the NFL NFC team needs. We're going to have the NBA update, and we're glad we got Jay Wills in the building for that. I got to tell you about UFC 261. It's going to be a bomb burner, folks. Mm. A couple oh. other topics that caught our attention. And, of course, the professor's post-takes. So, thank you again this evening for for joining us. We appreciate you tuning in each and every week. So, sit back, relax, enjoy post on the Positional Sports Talk Show channel. All right, fellas. Before we get into the sports, I just want to say I'm glad what happened happened about an hour ago. We got some good news for this country. And I'll get hit more on that in my final post, but I'm glad we're able to have this show today instead of an alternate show that we probably would have had to do. So let's talk Mm -hmm. some NFL. And before we get into the teams, I got to, you know, point out a couple of uh, hot topic items that popped up on NFL. First of all, congratulations to Coach Mike Tomlin. Got a three-year extension with the Pittsburgh Steelers today. So he's locked up through 2024. Standard is, is the standard. <laughs> the standard is the standard. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Then we got some stuff on the other side of the ledger that ain't too, you know, happy. Uh, Deshaun Watson's attorney uh, legally filed responses to the 22 current existing suits. And it's gonna that's going to be a mess. Um, I don't think it's going to be resolved by the time the season starts. So just be prepared for Deshaun Watson to possibly be put on the uh, commissioner's inactive roster. He'll still get his money, but they just put him to the side until this gets taken care of. J3's in the building. Glad you can join us in the chat, brother. Can't wait till you get back home and get back on the show. Then you got um, my man, Alder Smith. Alder Smith had a crazy, like, uh, seven days. He went from signing with the Seahawks would look to be a great signing because they need a pass rush 
after not playing football for what five six years, five. he came back Dallas, looked good for a little bit. Then, of course, ran out of gas, but he'd been in shape. But now, he's got an actual warrant issued out for his arrest for second degree battery. Supposedly, they have video of him choking somebody at a restaurant. So. It's crazy stuff. Uh, this the off season for the NFL is always crazy. So, those are the items. Let's get into these teams. When you talk the NFC, we got to talk. We got to go with the the championship division first. So you got to hit the NFC South. So you're talking about the Bucks, the Saints, the Panthers, and the Falcons. There's a couple of things that stands out about this particular division as far as the NFL draft is concerned. And, and well, let's, let's do it in reverse order of, of, of bad to uh, best. First of all, the Falcons sitting at number four right now. And there's, there's been a lot of scuttlebutt about either, you know, drafting the, the tight end out of Florida, who a lot of draft experts and pundits have said, okay, he's supposed to be, he's like the, the, ultimate uh, offensive weapon in this draft. I I don't agree. I don't think he's going to pan out to be what everyone is making him up to be. Um, uh, If you look at the history of tight ends, I can't name one. I can't think of one that has been drafted that high in the NFL draft that has actually realized his potential. Um, But anyway, the most interesting team I see is Atlanta because if they draft on a quarterback and if they have the potential to, say, draft a Justin Fields-type player, I think they would be making a critical mistake considering Matt Ryan, I believe, is entering his 14th season in the NFL, maybe 13th. But I know he is – I think it's his 13th season. I could be wrong. But anyway, I think it would be a critical mistake because anytime um, that you have an opportunity to draft a quarterback that high, particularly a hometown quarterback that high – um, who has no negative, nothing in his background that would suggest that he, he would not work out, I think that would be a critical mistake. Um, as far as Carolina, they Rip, made – Quick clarification. It would be a critical mistake for them to draft them or to not, not to draft them? To not draft a quarterback and then take a uh, tight end because they're, they're going to be in this exact same position relatively soon with Matt Ryan's advanced age and – if they plan on going for it, so to speak, they have a new coaching staff. Um, and if they think Matt Ryan can give them one, two, three more years, which I don't think that he can, it's just if you have a chance to get draft a quarterback, you get them. Number two. Before you move on, because I want, I want to hit Atlanta just redid Matt Ryan's contract to give them cap space. They can't get rid of him this year. He would cost $70 million against the cap. Mm-hmm. Next year, he would cost $40 million against the cap. Mm-hmm. So Matt Ryan's going to be their quarterback, or at least on their roster, for two years. But, so you're going to take a number four pick and sit him on the bench and not see him for three years? Well, you know my you know my philosophy is I don't believe first-year quarterbacks should play anyway. I believe in the philosophy that two or three years of apprenticeship should be in line with all quarterbacks go through. Heck, the greatest quarterback uh, in the league right now, a, you know, sat a year. And I'm not saying that, you know, I just think that this that just works out long term better at, at the end of the day. Um, and then also, so then you have Carolina. They made their bed. I don't think it was a comfortable bed that they made um, <laughs> with the kid um, from USC. They get, got via the Jets. Uh, the Saints, I think they're in a good position as far as Jameis is concerned. 
but who knows? I, I don't know if Sean Payton, I don't, I don't know if he's going to you know, trust him enough. Um, I guess Professor could speak on that more. And then Tampa, they're just going to ride Brady until they can't ride him no more. Till the wheels fall off. Yeah, so I just think for Atlanta and Carolina, and I think Carolina is going to go heavily because don't forget, they became the first team, I believe, in, in quite some time, if not ever, to go total defense in their entire draft last year. So, yeah. Do you see Tampa re-signing um, Antonio Brown? Yeah. The issue is money. And AB wants a dollar figure. And Tampa's like, look here, bro. We getting a tight end back that we didn't have all year. These pup, we got two pup receivers that we really want to develop. So you can come back, but you're gonna come back at our number a week, or you're not gonna come back. So it, it, he, they in a, they in a, a stalemate. A B, if he's smart, go play with his brother. I mean his cousin. I've been saying that for for a year and a half. A B need to be a Baltimore Raven next year. Hmm. But that's just my opinion. Mm. The, the, the problem is I don't think organizations trust him and it's his fault because you know with Tom Brady there's somebody that has the stature that can actually talk to him and there's no one on that Baltimore team that can talk to him no one can keep him in line and that, that would be a problem one you only give him a one year contract but you pay him decent money. You give him a one-year contract, pay him decent money. There's game great. Give your boy Juju $12 million a year for three or four years. But he's not going to make no noise. He's not Juju, going to. Juju make noise every week. No, I'm <laughs> talking about the bad kind. I understand. I understand. <laughs> I'm saying, which you could offer AB $5 million up front, incentive to 10 or $7 million incentive to 12, one-year deal, prove it deal. I don't think he's going to act up. He's been practicing with Lamar for two two years. Every offseason, he practices with Lamar and his cousin, Hollywood. Okay, now let's go back. Let's rewind it back to the 2020 season for a minute. And when, when Hollywood was not getting the ball as much as he wanted, he immediately started whining. Him and, him and uh, Lamar had been working out for a couple years at that point. So who was he throwing? Was he throwing his quarterback under the bus, or was he throwing his coaches under the bus? Because he was throwing somebody under the bus. Now that and and Hollywood, he is nowhere near Antonio Brown as far as being able to voice his opinion, so to speak, as far as not getting the ball. So I don't know, Big Reg. We'll see. But I, I think, I think it, it may be a good fit schematically, but I just think um, in reality it wouldn't it wouldn't work. I bet we got sidetracked talking about the Ravens. Yeah, my bad. See. <laughs> just let y'all have it so if we going through this division nfc south i mean tampa bay they really don't let's just be realistic they really don't need ab i mean because there are enough weapons on that offense and oh because the nfl has them some love for tom brady They'll make sure he gets another weapon at least by midway through the season. <laughs> I mean, I'm just speaking the truth because that's always what happens for him. So A.B. can go elsewhere. Do I want him to go to Baltimore? No, I do not. But that's a story for another day. So we already know Tampa Bay has retooled. They're, they're pretty much the front runner to win the division this year because the Saints took a step back. 
The Saints, you know, let a couple of wide receivers go, one of them being Emmanuel Sanders, which I don't know why they didn't keep him in-house. Um, I know they're getting some young pups, you know, one from Tulane they just signed, I think, recently. But you got young receivers. Mike Thomas, I'm hoping mm. that he's fully healthy and he doesn't get injured and we're going to have that dog that we're used to seeing with him. But really, that offense, and if you're slating uh, Winston to be the starting quarterback, they got to pray that my man has gotten that interception bug, you know, out of his system. Because if he has not, then that's going to be problems for them. The defense, I think, will still be, you know, solid enough to at least come in second place. They'll still be a playoff team. I mean, the mad scientist is still the head coach and offensive, you know, guru that everybody says that he is. So I think he'll dial up enough, mixing in Taysom Hill, you know, with, with the strengths of, of Winston, and they'll be able to do a little something. So you still got Kamar. Kamar's still that bad man. I'm glad they got rid of that bum tight end. I mean, he in San Diego. I'm not even going to mention his name because we said his name last week. He gets <sighs> my nerves. So I'm glad he's out of there. So they got an area to fill there. I actually, I know last year it was defense for them, and they went defense. This year in the draft, I think they really got to address wide receiver. They definitely need to address tight end. And then they need another solid running back to go behind Kamar because the last couple of seasons, he's been getting hurt too. He's electric, but he doesn't play a full season. You go to Carolina, I mean, enough said about that. I think Carolina is a dumpster fire. I think they'll move the pulling Sam Darnold and then create a quarterback controversy situation that they really did not need. I still don't understand why they, why they, why they went down that road. But they're going to get exactly what they deserve. You, you watch me. You're going to have um, McCaffrey play out of this world this year. I think he'll be healthy. And they got a couple of young receivers. But their defense, which used to be the staple of who they were, their identity, even when they had Cam Newton. But now it's almost like it's a shell of his former self. So they, they need a lot of help. I see we got defensive line. Yeah. Um, yeah, they need a lot of help on that side of the ball. And Atlanta. I'm glad y'all brought that up. I think at number four, I think Ed, I think they're going quarterback all the way in Big Reg. I, I just feel it mm-hmm. because I in this draft, at number four, what other position are you going to take that high? So you're going to bet on your future even after Matt Ryan is done. And then we've seen it in the league before. A high-profile, high-salary quarterback has been put on the bench before. I mean, so I don't think – that that's out of the realm of possibility that if Ryan doesn't play up to what they think he should with the new coaching staff, that he could probably find himself on the bench. So who, who they're picking, I'm not even going to guess on that one. I like several guys at the top, and Mac Jones is one of them, but San Francisco is rumored to get him, be getting him. Uh, Trey Lance I really like a lot, but I think they're going to go quarterback. Otherwise, they could really trade out of that position get a quality quarterback and pick up some other needs that they need on that team. Their defense is always decimated with injuries. So my thing is they definitely got to look at safety cornerback and just like the Washington football team, they need some linebackers. So again, we got Tampa Bay coming out of that division and New Orleans with probably a two game uh, second place coming in behind them. Both teams will make the playoffs and the other two will be on the outside looking in. 
It's interesting. Tampa Bay will be the first Super Bowl team to return all 22 starters. Isn't that crazy? From That's the crazy. roster and all their coaches. That's crazy. They literally, when we saw, well, 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 when we saw the coach little inebriated talking about y'all ain't going nowhere. He was serious. Yeah. Well, the the players coming back is a big surprise. The coaches coming back is not a big surprise, big know, because they got two brother offensive coordinators. They got an offensive Th- coordinator three. that's black, mm-hmm. and then they got a and they got a defensive coordinator that's and black. a special teams and coach. They don't get jobs in the NFL. Let's just oh, keep damn. it real. Sure, I feel you. I feel you. I feel that, was, you. that was it. Yeah, so I agree. Uh, It's Tampa's world unless they have a major, major injury. And and the only major injury could be TB12 because every place else, they're deep, and they're just going to add depth with this draft, so it's going to be crazy. Right. And one quick word real quick about um, Jameis Winston. I actually do not think that he's going to get a fair shot at winning this this job. For some reason, there's something in me that thinks – that before the season is out, no, really, no matter how he's playing, Taysom Hill gonna be gonna be under that under center before the, sa- the year is out. The salary tells you that they leaning toward Taysom Hill. Yeah. Taysom Hill gonna make twelve million dollars this year. Yeah, J- Jameis barely gonna make two. Yeah. But, but again, Big Reg, black quarterbacks don't get paid. We, we know what. So <laughs> let, 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 let yeah, let's you know we know we and they know. got a short leash. Yep. Extremely. He threw a gang of picks, but he threw a gang of touchdowns too. I'm confused. Yeah, and five thousand yards. That's insane. But he got his Lasix. He's willing to do the work to try to win that job. If he can win that job, then next year he'll get paid. So, good luck to him. But I think you're right, Professor. I think they're gonna try to start it with Taysom, and then they're gonna realize we need Jameis. That dude can't. He he not. He can't handle that full load. All right, let's move on over to the NFC East. Oh, yes. The the, 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 the squad's favorite division over here. I know J3 pounding on the table right now. J3. So you got the Washington football team, them, them Cowboys, the New York Giants, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, new coach Rivera came in, told everybody it's going to be a three-year rebuilding process. Project. He told everybody up front, it's probably going to be three years for us to rebuild, but realized that the division was so terrible last year that, hey, we might be able to pull this out. Mm-hmm. And doggone it, he, he, he did it. I didn't think he was doing the right thing, but they pulled it out. Uh, the biggest news on the Washington front is comeback player of the year, Alex Smith, I think did the right thing for himself, for his family, announced his retirement this week. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the biggest loss because not only did they lose the player, they lost that person in the QB room. Now, they're hoping that Fitz Magic, Fitzpatrick will be able to take that role, but we will see. Um, everybody's thinking, you know, Cowboys always got talent. Can they put talent together <laughs> is always the question. And if you believe in the Giants and says, I'm sorry, can Daniel Jones take that next step and A, stop turning over the ball? And it's not just, it's not interceptions, per, it's fumbles, too. And will we see the return of the running back that Saquon was pre injury, post injury? 
I've seen some of his workout things. He's doing some crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that's different than getting on a field. That's unreal. And uh, for our Philly fans, I'm sorry. That's a dumpster fire. <laughs> and y'all got one of my favorite quarterbacks, Jalen Hurst. And he's not even going to get a fair shake down there. But we leave it there. What y'all, what y'all got to say is going to go on in the NFC East? This division is one of the rare divisions that it could be argued that every single team in this, this division should pick the same player first. The Washington football team, offensive line. Dallas Cowboys, offensive line. The Giants, offensive line. <coughs> Philly, definitely offensive line. After the first pick, then it might it might get shady. You know, some teams need wide receivers. I, uh, Washington football team could use a second wide receiver, although was, they signed Samuel. Um, Philly definitely needs as many need wide everything. receivers yeah. as they can get. Um, the Giants, uh, they can use another wide receiver. Um, Cowboys don't need wide receiver. They could use a tight end, but um, they could use a linebacker. Linebacker could be used in Washington. That would solidify a already dominant D young defense. Yeah. Um, so this is an interesting division, but again, every single team on in here could poten- potentially pick an offensive lineman first and be good with it. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I was almost with you on there, but <laughs> Washington definitely needs to look at a linebacker yes. first. There's some great guys from Notre Dame, from Penn State. There are some solid, like, game-changing linebackers. And we all agreed on this show that that Washington defense, if they just got a dog at that linebacker position, there would probably be no team in this league that won't play them, including Kansas City, including Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay even had to give it up to that defense in that playoff game last year because them boys was punishing them. Tom Brady looked like some trash in that game. Y'all remember it. <laughs> linebacker. But after that, Ed, I agree with you. They need to do offensive line, offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. They need depth. I can't remember the last time this line has had solid depth at every position across the line. They barely had starters that was worth the money that, they, that they're paying. And Sheriff. If you listening to this show, you better ball out this year all the money you're getting paid. They backed up the Brinks truck for him, so he needs to perform. Did you guys know that the last three drafts, the Giants took linemen and all of them didn't pass? They need to fire their entire offensive line staff and their scouts. Because if you can't hit on some offensive linemen, at least one in the last three drafts, come on, y'all. So y'all need to go offensive lineman, but you probably need to get somebody else to do the picking. And like you said, Philly, absolutely. They need everything across the board. It's my – look, we praying for Jalen Hurts. Yes, yes. Uh, that he actually not just gets a fair shake, but they don't get him killed. Yeah. Don't forget, the ginger boy that just left, he was getting tore up. And he's got a bigger frame and all that kind of stuff. I do not want to see this guy carted off the field like RG3. Please get him some linemen and a running back that can actually block. I know y'all like them little dudes up in Philly, but somebody that can actually pick up a block when, when it's needed. Because people going to blitz Philly like crazy, especially Washington. They coming yeah. at Dallas, they need to go defense. Their defense is trash. It yeah. sucks. Dak, remember y'all, Dak got hurt running out of the pocket last year. 
This wasn't something that happened in the pocket. But why was he running out of the pocket? Because the pocket was breaking down every damn near every play. That that famed yeah. Dallas offensive line is old and injury riddled. Yeah. So they need you. You pay you pay somebody forty million dollars a year. Your first pick better be somebody put in front of him to protect him. Mm-hmm. But Jerry Jones in love with some other people that ain't got nothing to do with the line. He either want Pitts a tight end to get another weapon, or he gonna have to go Patrick Sertan the second because he knows that he needs some defensive help on this team. I think they might do the same thing as Washington, concentrate on the line after they get one of his love affair boys off of the board, and then they can tell Jerry to go sit on his yacht and shut up and let the real football people, you know, handle the team. So how how do I have it finishing? Oh, I'm about to surprise y'all. I actually got the Giants winning the division this year. I don't like it, but I think Saquon, I know you said it workouts is one thing, but but that dude doing stuff that we could never do. And most other people that play his position can't do. And he's just working on one leg, trying to strengthen everything up. But the dude, I think, is going to come back with a vengeance. Same thing with the, the former giant um, um, hair. You know the dude, wide receiver. Anyway, we talked, oh, about, we talked about Cleveland last week. But I've seen their workout regimen. I think this guy going to come back stronger than ever. I think Daniel Jones is going to turn the corner. Not Similar to what Allen did in Buffalo, but I think he's going to be significantly better than he's been. And I think the Giants will make some right moves and shock people. This reminds me of a few years back when we thought the Giants were going to be trash and they end up winning a division. It's weird. It was several years ago, but I remember thinking they lost all these people. I remember Shea or whatever his name was had just retired. Uh, the head coach just went down to Jacksonville and the fools end up winning the division. I ain't understand it. That's what I think is going to happen here. I, I really do. I mean, I can see that happening. Hey, we, we ain't got picked the division winners yet. We got we got plenty, plenty of summer for that. Go ahead. Speak your piece. <laughs> I just think the defense is a lot stronger than most of the other offenses within the NFC East. So if well, I get Anyone. I'm a homer a little bit, but I give the edge to Washington football team. I'm expecting them to take some steps. Now, I know they'll struggle at the quarterback position, but nonetheless, I think the defense will do what's necessary to at least keep them in game. So I'm looking for a, a, a nice season. Hey, so Jay, that- if this could turn into a scoring defense, then I'm with you on that. Like they've taken it and they putting it in the end zone. Then I'm with you. They did a lot of dominant stuff last year, but they just didn't put it in the end zone enough. Right. Right. If if one of the two stud linebackers are there when they draft, if they don't move up for quarterback, which is still an option, don't 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 sleep on that. Don't sleep on that. I know. But you, but you if, know if, I had if, mine? if the if the um, linebacker from Penn State is there or the linebacker from Notre Dame, add that piece, uh, a fast, explosive sideline to sideline linebacker to that defense because the DB started playing real well later in the year and it's a good young DB group. So I could see that working out. But if one of those two tackles are there, I don't care who there. They better get that get that tackle because they need a left tackle terribly. Let me just interject this. Who's still the owner of the Washington football team? Uh, he's not still the owner. 
He never he, him and his him and his sister and his Quinn. mother on the whole team now. Okay, so <laughs> if you know that he is now the man, and he don't have to look to nobody else, he still is a fantasy football person at heart. Remember that teams always fleece the Washington team because they want to move up to snatch some new toy for the owner. Atlanta, if they consider trading out of that position, they could probably fleece the Washington football team. He'll jump up there because they made a statement that week that disturbed me. Oh, we're not out of the quarterback conversation yet this year. This year. So that tells you something that the owner probably like, hey, Ron, I know I said that um, I would turn stuff over to you, but, um, you know, uh, uh, Trey Lance looking good or, you know. I think Matt could fit here. You know, I just think don't 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 put it past him. I think because he's still there, some of them same tricks are still in the works. No, because if the if the top three projected quarterbacks are off the off the board, um, the kid out of BYU, the Clemson kid, and and Mac Jones out of Bama, if those three are already off the board and they're sitting at Atlanta sitting at four, Washington is not going to come up to get Fields and or and or Lance. You know, it's not going to happen, and we'll leave it at that. How you know that? Nah, you you made you made a statement. How you I, know? Because <laughs> of, of all people, you should know, Professor Jay, because you tell me the history of this franchise suggests that that type of quarterback won't succeed in this in this city. So we're having the RG three. He loves he loves a shiny new toy that he can jump. Man, if Justin Fields is still sitting there at number four, Justin Fields who I believe is the best quarterback in this class, if he is still there, man, I'm telling you, this dude don't know how to say no. Okay. It's like a drug to him. We will see. We will break down the quarterbacks next week. So um, let's move on to the NFC West. We got to keep it moving. So the NFC West, you got the Seahawks, the Rams, the Cardinals, and the 49ers. This has traditionally been the toughest division in the NFC for the past few years. Because you don't have a bad team in the division. You got Arizona that is still coming up, and they finished eight and eight last year. You got the Rams ten and six. Seahawks were twelve and four. You get San Francisco's record isn't indicative of the team because they literally had the most people injured in the NFL last year on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. So. This is going to be an interesting division. You had some big moves. I mean, the Rams shifted golf out a Super Bowl quarterback to bring in Matthew Stafford, who's never won a playoff game, which was very interesting to me. You got Arizona Cardinals bringing in all the old guys for one last run. Let's go, A.J. Green. Let's go, J.J. Watt. We're going to try to do this thing. (laughs) And your boy James Conner. That's a wasted pick. San Francisco at number three. They picking a quarterback. Mm-hmm. The question is, depending on which quarterback, do they feel he can play right away? And they flip Jimmy Garoppolo, but I think Garoppolo's going to start the season because that Shanahan offense is supposedly very difficult to understand. So I think they're going to ride with Garoppolo. If he get hurt, he done. Well, he's getting hurt. He, get hurt. <laughs> he done got hurt every year of his career. So, yeah. <laughs> And then we got to deal with our man Russ. 
People say Russ, Russ done gone Hollywood. Russ yeah, asking yeah. for everything. Russ want to be in a big city, big town, so so so, Honey can do her thing. So who, who y'all like in the NFC West? <laughs> well, interesting enough, I I see I can see the Cardinals making a leap um, because again this this would be the third year of Murray. Um, yeah. As long as they can uh, protect him, I think they need some more. I think they need an offensive line. I don't think they're protecting them good enough, and I think they actually need um, a stud back. If they I can, agree. if they can come up with a stud back and 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 a little uh, protection for Murray, I can see that happening. But like you said, Big Reds, the 49ers, I think they're a quarterback and an offensive lineman away from being right back where they were before all those rads. I mean, they got decimated with injuries, like you pointed out again. I'm leery of the Rams because Matthew Stafford, I, I, you know, I think they need something on defense to go along with uh, the new quarterback. And, uh, and, and again, I think they have the running back in place. They have a nice little tandem there. Yeah. But I really do think their offensive line is starting to show a little age. And it was apparent when Donald, uh, Aaron Donald got hurt last year against uh, um, Green Bay in the playoffs that their whole team dynamic changed once that happened. Um, they couldn't get they couldn't stop Aaron. They couldn't stop Aaron Rodgers whatsoever. So I think they need a, another some some help for Rodgers on on that uh, defense. But again, the first pick I would do would be um, offensive line in in in, in L.A. Um, as far as Seattle, I don't know what's going on with Russ. Like I don't know this. I mean, I don't want to belittle the man because it's too far easy to or, or too far often I should say that black quarterbacks get the brunt of criticism in this league. Um, sometimes it's justified. Most of the times it's not. So I don't know what the heck is going on in Seattle. Um, uh, but again, I mean, if you go to the roots of, of Pete Carroll, he's a defensive coach. Um, I think they can use a, some line help, some, some defensive line, um, maybe an edge rusher. We used to call it outside linebacker back in the day. Um, yeah. I think they're going to go offense. I mean, defense all the way in Seattle. Although again, for how many years Russ been in the league? Eight. He is on his. He's got two, two more years, three more years on his new extension. He played his rookie deal, played another contract. So this has got to be year nine or ten for Russ. Okay, well, in nine and ten years, he's never had an offensive line. So they they can <laughs> they can also use some offensive line help in Seattle. I feel you. Seems like a theme. Everybody can use a little offensive line help. Well, this is a deep draft for it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. So, Russ, to me, has the same exact issue that's going on over in Green Bay, and I know we're going to get that. I think that he's been with the same team, same staff, in his case, for pretty much his entire career. I think that Russ is tired of the way things are being done. And if you remember, y'all, this is not the first time Russ had to politic a little bit for some offensive help Mm -hmm. because coach always went on the defensive side of the ball. Where were the most of the big splashes on the defensive side of the ball? Russ had some decent wide receivers in his career, but he's never had that one guy that just a dog for his entire career and no disrespect to the other guys. But he's never had a Randy Moss type. 
He had a broken down uh, past his prime Jimmy Graham, so that didn't work. And But he always had a nice tandem of running backs, you know, Beast Mode, Carson. But Carson stays hurt. You know, he's got issues with the offensive line, and he's another one that has to run for his life. We keep saying it like a broken record, but we know teams don't go with offensive lines because it's not the sexy thing in the first in the first round. So with Russ complaining a lot, I think they might be getting tired of Russ. And mm-hmm. we said it, he might be somewhere else. We went through that whole song and dance. He didn't get moved, but of course, things can change in a hurry. Same thing they're saying about what's going on in Green Bay. I really, really think. Um, and I think this is a 10th year in the league. Yeah, 2011 he came out. Yep, drafted in 2012. All right. So for – I hate to say it, but Seattle is going to be the number two. All right, we're not doing that yet. See, I'm getting in that mode. Y'all got to excuse me. So Seattle definitely needs offensive line help. They definitely need some more help to, uh, from Mr. Adams back there on the defensive side of the ball. You know, um, What's his face is getting up there, uh, Wagner. So he's starting to slow down just a tick. So that team isn't getting any younger. So I don't really see them making enough moves to really uh, dominate that division like they did this year. Then we get to the Rams. I like Matthew Stafford. I always have. He played in Detroit. Detroit has just been a dumpster fire historically, you know, and no matter who they had, they always had a couple of star players throughout their tenure. They never could actually get over that hump. I think Matthew Stafford, if he can stay healthy, I think that's a better offensive line in L.A. than he had in Detroit. So hopefully he can do his thing. He has a great arm still. He has weapons on this team that you can't quite say that he's had all of his years outside of Megatron. I mean, who's really the right home about that he's really had to throw the ball to? Never a real stud at tight end. So you got to understand, this dude, if you look at his numbers, they're better than you think they should be because he played in Detroit. I think now he's in L.A. He's going to make some turns. He's better than golf. I think he's really going to put them in a position to fight for the division. San Francisco, decimated with injuries. I think when all them boys come back healthy, they're going to get their quarterback of the future in there, maybe the quarterback of the present, because Jimmy G can't stay healthy himself. He's one hit away from being on the sidelines. I think they picked the right quarterback there, my opinion. I think it should be Mac Jones. I think he can handle that pressure. I think he can go out there and be the type of stud quarterback that um, – that, um, God, Lee, what's going on with my names today? That um, coach would need, his father coach here, Mike Shanahan. Jesus, y'all. So I think that Shanahan needs because now he'll have a young weapon that he can grow and produce and get what he needs out of that. San Francisco's defense is pretty good. Last time I checked, I think they probably need a DB or two, and I think that they'll be solid back there. I got, I'm about to do it again. I'm about to tell you how my pick. And then lastly, we got Arizona. He's another one that Minnie Mouse be running for his life. If they don't put a nice, decent couple of extra linemen in there this year to, to keep him safe and upright, he's going to twist another ankle or get hurt somewhere down the stretch, and they're not going to have him for a run at the end, and then that's going to be all she wrote. Y'all already said it. They got old guys. They decimated at running back, you know, wide receiver. We don't know if we're going to get the end of the season, A.J. Green, when he started to flash, 
or is he going to revert back to what he was the entire year last year? Personally, I think he was just disgruntled and that he's going to come out and show that he still has something left in the tank, but we don't know until we see it. And I still think as long as Watt is on the field and they don't cart him off, he's going to be a dominant force. That defense needed it. I think that they'll show a lot of promise this year. That's going to be probably the top division to me this year in the NFC. I think they are going to be going tooth and nail at each other the entire season, regardless of what, you know, the lines look like and all of that. I think it'll be a dogfight all the way around. AJ Green owed me 12 games. Fantasy. <laughs> 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 you sure did. Yeah. AJ Green when when the feeling what was going on. J three, what you talking about? Legion of Boom. They gone. Yeah. The, 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 NFC, the NFC North, quite frankly, is a one one team race. So we only going to deal with one team because everybody else is either dumpster fire rebuilding, or have no idea what they're doing. So, Green Bay. Wide receiver. Will they get this man a first-round wide receiver finally? They could, all, they could also use a little O-line help. And quite frankly, middle linebacker, they could use some more speed at middle linebacker. They, they're outside linebackers and their edge do okay, but middle linebacker, they could help. So, what do y'all think? that Green Bay needs looking into the draft this coming week? Offensive line and playmakers. I think their offensive line, I think they're, and, and yeah, I think their offensive line needs needs serious help because no one knows if Bakhtari, how he's going to respond to that ACL injury he had late. Was it ACL or, or Achilles? I want to say ACL. Yeah, I think it was ACL. Um, yeah, I don't know how he's going to bounce back. Uh, and then also um, I'm looking at, so their edges, I think that their edge rushers, they're set, and whether they're set or not, monetarily, they, they, they have no, they, they're yeah. Set. yeah, they can't, they don't have any flexibility. As far as, um, as far as the linebacker, I guess I, I would agree with you on that. Yeah, but definitely, they, definitely playmakers in offensive line right now. That's what I see. Oh, Green Bay, they better hope they got Aaron Rodgers. That's number one. But I think because of the cap situation and his two years left he has on his deal, he'll be there. That marriage is very sour. I think they solidified his running back, but I think they did it to the detriment of the line. So they need – and they'll probably be the smart team to actually go line early in the draft to solidify that. I mean, does he need another weapon? Yeah, but I think he'll be happy for some help on the line. He is dreaming, having nightmares about what Tampa Bay did to him. In that <laughs> Trust me. He, he did, man, he didn't have a shot. I mean, and I think that, you know, on, the, on that side of the ball, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers is a wizard. He'll work with whatever he has. He's got Adams. You know, he, he'll work with whoever. He got Lazard. Lazard is a pretty good tight end. I, I mean, a wide receiver. I actually liked his progression last year. Yeah, or three or four. Their defense whittled down the, the in the playoffs. And I was like, what happened to the dominant defense? The Smith brothers, the one that used to be here, and then the other guy, they didn't do anything in that NFC championship game. It was like this secondary looked like they were, were second graders. I mean, so maybe they just need some more inspiration on that side of the ball. They have people that can play. 
But maybe when they face adversity, they just need that captain on that team. I don't care. It could be safety, linebacker that just says, look, we need to stay in this game. This is a good draft for linebacker, y'all. So that, that's another consideration for them. The hey, Bears. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I get back because he did ask about Green Bay specifically. Go ahead. Hey, Ed. Um, top fan BJ Murphy had a question for you. He wanted to know should the Steelers get Najee Harris in the first round if he is available? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to say it like this. I'm going to say it like this. <laughs> the Steelers have broke my heart so many times when it comes to Alabama running backs, Derrick Henry, <laughs> Eddie Lacy, that, yes, I want him to get Najee Harris bad. Like, like he's a way better version, a bigger, faster, non less knucklehead version of Le'Veon Bell. I would love for him to get Najee Harris, but I, sadly I have no confidence because, look, my heart's been broke twice. I can't, my heart can't take much more. <laughs> I can't. I can't take it. So yes, to answer your question, they should get them. Do I think they will get them? No. I'm mm. sorry. I want them to, but no. Yeah. And as far as the Bears, the Vikings, and Lions, I mean, <laughs> I know it's just comical, on, right? Let, so let's just yeah, let's just move on. <laughs> We're not even gonna waste time with that. The weakest division in football. Yeah. yeah exactly, exactly. Andy Dalton. Exactly. QB one. Come, Come on. I now. cannot believe Andy Dalton is slated as the starting QB for yes, the Chicago. Yes, you can. We'll yeah, talk about terrible. that offline. Yes, it's you can. Redhead Ranger. All right. So <laughs> that that gives you a little preview of what we think the NFC teams need. Now it's time to get into a subject. I've really been. We ain't talked about in a couple of weeks. We got to get into this NBA because. <laughs> What, what is it? Uh, the average team has somewhere between 13 and 15 games left, Jay Wills? Yes, sir. About 13 to 15 games. You hit it right on the head. So so let's break it down by conference. Eastern Conference. Right now you got 76ers. 76ers has been leading the East mm-hmm. all season. Mm-hmm. Doing that thing no matter if Embiid is hurt or whatever. Mm-hmm. They, 76ers yeah, they and yeah. Doc Rivers have been playing some basketball. They still don't play defense all the time, but when they do decide to play, they do all right. You got the Nets. Who knows what the hell they are? Because nobody plays. <laughs> they got, what is they it, got 15 games they played together? 15 or 16 games? That's it. No, that they played seven games together. Just seven? Okay. I thought it was double digits. Okay. And they're not going to get any more. I don't know if um, if you all noticed, uh, SportsCenter is reporting that James Harden just took a step back with his hamstring rehab, and he was now out indefinitely. So I just wanted to throw that out there as well. Wow. These guys. You know, I mean, Kyrie Irving about to take another mental break. <laughs> What's funny is Kyrie will probably show up now that both of them are out and try to mm-hmm. compete with Steph for being the top guard in the league right now. So wow. that's what I'm expecting. Bill. Right. So, Absolutely. So- so, 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 Jay Wills, get, give us a little bit of your insight, overview of what's going on in the East right now. Well, basically, I'm just going to piggyback on what you were saying, actually, and I want to co-sign Ed as well. Ed, I asked him the first time, the first <laughs> NBA breakdown, I said, how do you feel about the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets taking the East, the Eastern Conference? And Ed said, no, absolutely not. You don't see Pittsburgh tatted across my chest. <laughs> I'm a Pennsylvania native, and I'm telling you right now, Jay, the Philadelphia 76ers are going to take the East. And I tell you, 
at first I didn't agree with you, but I think I, I'm, I'm borderline absolutely agree with you at this point. We're 15 games away from the close of the season, 10 less than last year uh, since it's only 72 this year. So they don't get that extra boost. And I bet I bet you the Nets wanted that now. I bet they wanted that now. Because right now they don't have any rhythm at all with their top-tier stars. And I know all of them feel like, look, we've been down this road. We can handle our business. And, yes, you all are regular season superstars, specifically James Harden, because he hasn't even touched the finals. He really doesn't know what it's like. Unless I think he did go back in OKC, but he wasn't even a starter then. Right. So, since he's been the man, he really doesn't know what the pressure looks like. And in fact, the year last year, he took an exit, an early exit. So these guys absolutely have no rhythm together. And they're beginning, they're going to look, I think they're going to run into the same issue that the Miami Heat ran into when they first got together without mm-hmm. having time. Was well, Those guys stayed healthy, but you still have to run into that mental wall, that, that brick wall of, well, who's going to take the last shot? What do we do when we're actually in these moments? And with the fact that these guys just have not played together, mm-hmm. they don't know. The playoffs is not the time to figure out what your strengths are when you need them the most. It, it mm-hmm. is not the time to figure out if you clutch. I think um, with um, – I can't pronounce this guy properly for this, his name properly for the Sixers, but Fucon Corkmots, whatever his name is, he's been averaging nearly about 16 points. The last two weeks, uh, Tobias Harris should be coming back. Joel Embiid is looking like an MVP. Uh, ben Simmons, he looked like he wanted to take a three. He was standing by the three-point line. <laughs> he even had a girlfriend. That's all. I, was like, oh, I thought he was taking a three. Um, so at, at this point now, Ben is not even going to have to t- take shots because they're not going to be gelling off properly on the offensive end. What do you all think about their chemistry? Oh, who who the Sixers? Yeah, the, uh, the Nets. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, the Nets. The Nets. Oh, yeah, the Nets are a problem. You got a rookie coach. Yes. Who's got to coach playoff basketball? I know mm-hmm. he's played it, but coaching it and playing it are totally different. Like you said, nobody's had any kind of rotation or anything. He doesn't even know who he's going to be able to put together because they haven't played together enough. And then that big pickup, LaMarcus Aldridge, was going to be a decent pickup for him. And then he had to retire. Right. Your boy Blake, he played four games and been on the, been on the injury reserve since. And Dumped I, three times. And, oh, Nico. <laughs> and, and that's his MO. He always gets hurt towards the season. And speaking of Steve Nash, uh, I was watching the Nets play. I want to say it was the Hornets. And both Harden and KD weren't playing. And Kyrie was there with a lot of the other backups. And he had the opportunity to close out the game. But Steve Nash took him out the game. I'm like, why wouldn't you let him finish off the last five minutes with these other guys? Because you never know what you might look like in the playoffs. You're not healthy now. So you have to start getting yourself geared up to handle any type of situation that may come your way. So it's not only the players just being injured. Steve Nash is allowing these guys just to relax and chill back a bit, kicking it with them like player to player instead of coach to player. Mm-hmm. Kyle Irving should have been on that floor to show those guys 
this is how we're going to close out. These are the plays we should run. These are, uh, let's play to your strengths if necessary. Let's play to my strengths. We need this type of repetition so we know what we're doing just in case we're in this situation again. Professor Jay, look like you wanted to say yeah, something. Yeah, can, can we just talk about the elephant in the room? Please. Their main problem is <laughs> ego. E-G-O. The reason why they can't figure out who the guy is and they haven't played together, because I don't think they always been hurt. They just want to take it. So they, uh, they, it's like the Miami Heat team when they first got together. Nobody knew who's going to take the last shot. It's going to be Wade. It's going to be Brian, you know, and they kept clashing. They clashed with uh, Spolstra that year. LeBron chest bumping them, shoulder bumping them, all that stuff going to the bench. The way they treat Steve Nash mirrors what was going down in Miami. It's a bunch of egos that, like you said, they're not going to be able to get that together come playoff time. They're going to come up against some teams in the East who got better chemistry, better coaching, and they're just going to get outclassed. They ain't going to have to worry about the Lakers since. I see you chiming in, Lakers in five. They ain't going to have to worry about the Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers got time enough to even get through the East. And I really think that this setback, I don't even know if it's going to help them next year because Kyrie Irving is a head case. I really don't know how LeBron got through winning a championship with him because he just causes so much undue disaster to a team that that's why every team he's been on, they've been glad when he walked out the door. So your chemistry question got to start with the ego. They don't know how they're going to play together because every one of them wants to be the man. That's why they keep trading who get 50 points. He get 50 points this night. All right, I'm going to come back and get 50. Then I'm going to get 50. It's like they they, they got to get it together. Otherwise, you know, but I'm not rooting for them anyway. So They don't have an identity. Quick, quick question for you, Jay Wills. Yes, sir. There's two teams that were in position, you know, making a run at it last year that I think took a, took a step back. You got the Milwaukee Bucks, and then you got the Heat. Uh, are any of them going to be any significance in this this postseason? Because both of them going to make the playoffs, but I think Giannis has been exposed, and I think the Heat uh, rested on their laurels of making the finals last year, so all those young boys didn't get into the gym like they were supposed to. I don't like Milwaukee Bucks number two. His name slips me, and I don't want to beat him up. I'm trying to be nice this week. Who are you talking about, Middleton? Middleton. I, I, I don't think they have a real number two. That's, that's, that's my issue. You, you, you don't have a real number two. He looks lackadaisical at time. I like his game. I think he's a great shooter. Uh, but when you're in the playoffs, you need a little bit of an attitude. You need a, a Jimmy Butler attitude. What Jimmy Butler couldn't do last year with sheer athleticism, he did with will. He did with spirit and determination. I don't recognize that within Chris Middleton. And also Giannis, he looks like he's getting better with his ball handling. Um, but with him still being fairly one-dimensional, I still think they can take another step. And they still have a fairly young team. It's Like I mentioned the last time, these guys hop into the league so young that when you finally actually look at how old they are, granted they've played six, seven, eight years, they, they're still only 25, 24 years old. So I still think they have another step to take. But what's interesting about the Miami Heat team and what the NBA has decided to do with this play-in tournament, they're now going to take, if the standings stay the way they are, Miami Heat, the Charlotte Hornets, the Indiana Pacers, 
and the Chicago Bulls all have an opportunity to those last two spots. Mm-hmm. Those will be your four teams within that play-in tournament. No and Wizards? Don't sleep on the Wizards. They no, high. They high. They got 15 games. I was just about to tap into that. After the Super Bowl, man. And if you were to look at the standings, there actually isn't only – there's only about four to six game difference in between the fourth team – and the eighth team. Right. So you could even factor in the Atlanta Hawks and the Boston Celtics, actually, which is crazy because Boston, if you look at Boston the last week or two, they've been on a, a, a upward road. They've been handling their business. Jason Tatum and my man have been doing amazing things. They've been looking, they, they've been playing great basketball, but they still got to take that next step. And I feel, still think they're short a big man if you uh, consider Joel Embiid being the force he is and the combination of big men that the Brooklyn Nets can put together as well. But uh, speaking of the home squad, I would love to see those guys uh, uh, crack the playoffs. They have their opportunity. Chicago Bulls are playing well. Zach Levine has been looking like a light-skinned assassin. He has (laughs) lost his mind. (laughs) I'm so glad the game matches the hops. He's developing, and and they're going to be trouble. Him and old Kobe, that one-two punch. C-O-L-B-Y, not K-O-B-E, the two guard for the uh, uh, Chicago Bulls. That Mm. nice combination between them two, I can see them making some moves in the future. But, yes, Miami Heat, I expected more out of them. I know they was dealing with some injuries. I do think their aggressive nature, was they were able to take advantage of the bubble with their aggressive nature. Um, I think they were a much humble, more focused team, and that benefited them well in the bubble. Now that they're outside the bubble, yes, no, yes, I, I don't agree know. with you more. Yeah, the, the, stru- I, I, the structure I, I, helped Miami last year, it, and, right. and 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 as far as as far as Milwaukee is concerned, the only thing that doesn't suck about Chris Middleton is his salary. <laughs> as long as he's the number, as long as he's the number two player on that team, Milwaukee won't advance. That's all wow. I ask. For. Hey, Chris, I ain't dogging you on this show, man. I'm but saying a serious talking. question. Got to sit, and this is for the Zai J. Wills. How many Antetokounmpo's are in the league? Three, like, three. It's like I, I look up and it's like it's another one and then another one. I thought the Lopez brothers, that's because they traveled every team. I'm like, how many Lopez Bamas is in the league? Two, two, on, two on Milwaukee and one on the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that was strategic. The reason that well, two is on Milwaukee so he wouldn't leave Milwaukee. And the reason the one's on the Lakers is so he could maybe consider going to the Lakers. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> Come so, on, man. J3 throwing Boston in there. Don't, don't leave him out. He said Tatum and Brown. Like Tatum T- Tatum's the the flashy, smooth guy. Brown is going to be the reason if Boston wins or loses. Dog. Brown does a lot of the dirty work. He still gives you t- mid twenties. That's no what I Smart. No, no. It, smart gets in their heart. <laughs> yeah. but Brown is the one that keeps everything moving. So as long as they, yeah. as long yeah. as he stays healthy, go ahead and let Tatum be the flashy guy, and he'll get all the praise. Jalen Brown is the dog on yeah. that team. So yeah, Smart is the is the Draymond Green of, of, of Boston, man. Good point, yeah. good point. All right, let's flip it out to the West Coast. We we, we, we know we got the two La La teams. So. <laughs> Come on, sense. But, but can we get some respect for the Utah Jazz 
Utah. The Phoenix Suns. Utah. And my personal Johnny MVP of the league. Joker. The Joker. <laughs> you got a center that's almost averaging a triple-double, folks. Mm-hmm. A center. He's like averaging nine assists a game. Nine. He's averaging 20, like 14 rebounds and almost nine assists at yeah. center. He ain't going to do it alone, though. I know what he's doing, but it's just him in the playoffs against these teams in the West. But he's not alone. He's not alone. He got the young fella. Um, he ain't got his. He ain't got the man. I, I understand. I understand. Jamal Murray got hurt. We understand. But you you got Porter. You also got um the pickup they got from um Orlando. Who they need to f- fit into the team? Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. And so they got some some pieces. And, and quiet as is kept, they did pick up another guard today. Who they, they picked, picked up? up? They picked up Doc's baby boy. Oh. I, he not Jamal oh, yeah. Murray. Awesome. He not Jamal Murray, but he can come in, That's run the pickup. offense, okay. shoot something, and let them boys pick. So, like, whoa, 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 Big Red, he's not. He don't got to run the offense. The Joker going to run the offense. True story. True story. True story. Yeah. You right about that? He don't got to run right the about. offense. Just yeah. <laughs> Just Jamal Murray is a big hit. I, I, I think that Jamal Murray, I do like the addition of Rivers and Gordon, but Jamal Murray showed me last year that the moment is not too big for me. Right. I'm going to run right up on these guys. I have a rhythm and understanding and a relationship with Jokic that manifests itself even better in the clutch fourth quarter. These boys can't play ball. And in fact, they're willing to take on a challenge when the both of them were there and knocking off the Clippers. So, so those guys, I know when it, when the going gets tough, they'll get going. Aaron Gordon, he's going to – I like Aaron Gordon, but he doesn't know the team. Uh, he's coming from the East. The West is a little bit of a different monster. He's going to have to get his feet under them. I think Rivers can go to any team and come off a pick and shoot a three. Uh, he'll be able to do that. He'll be able to secure himself $10 million every year for the rest of his life for no other reason than the mm-hmm. fact that I can shoot decent. So um, I love the Denver Nuggets. This That was a hit for me. I wanted to see those guys take that step because I felt like them, along with the Clippers, depending on if they can keep it together, and the Mavs down the road could challenge the Lakers if the Lakers continue to stay dominant. But speaking of the Lakers, they're still bouncing back from injury. And actually, I'm not I'm not too worried about them. It's not like they're the Nets. Look solid. <laughs> right. They got a real leader. Yeah. yeah. They got a real leader. He's been down this road. He may be ready to go now, but why rush him in? The person I would really worry about is AD. Are you are you uh how far are you coming back from injury? They say you should be returning returning soon, but you are an individual who's actually injury prone. Um so that would be my concern with them. Uh, but I want to give kudos to those two other beasts that don't get talked about as often within the um, the Western Conference. You tapped on the Utah Jazz. They actually had the best home record. I believe it was 22-6. and six. So you're not beating them at home at all. That, that's just not – no, no, 26-3. and three. They have the – that's right. the number one. Uh, forgive me. That's because people want to get the heck up out of Salt Lake City. <laughs> 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 True story, though. True story. <laughs> but it looks like your boy Pandemic P 
is trying to play a little bit of basketball now. Regular season is not his problem. Talk, yeah. talk, talk to me about Pat, about Paul right. George in the postseason. Yeah, we'll talk about season is not his problem. <laughs> he having a monster. He's having a monster regular season. I give him credit. He what way he's playing now? He's playing the best ball he's played all year. But it's the regular season, and your boy Kawhi sitting on the bench chilling, drinking lattes and stuff like. All right. Y'all let me know when y'all ready. I'll, I'll show up and see what y'all can do. <laughs> Their best pickup, though, was Rondo. Because Rondo going to kick yes, some people yes, in the yes, behind. Yes. <laughs> yes. He ain't going to have that. Because Rondo wanted – y'all didn't sign me, the Lakers. And then y'all bought a guy that I don't think is as good as me. So, yeah, they – Rock – Clippers could be – make a real run. Or that whole team could implode. Because Rondo ain't going to take that crap. He's uh, not. That could be crazy. Right. <laughs> and, and he's going to expose you afterwards. If you yeah. do that the way it's supposed to, my man is going to be on every radio show, podcast in the world. Rondo type of dude pull an AB. He had a Facebook joke going on. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. See? He will. He will. Because he will put you on blast. That man is at, he's at the point in his career, everywhere I'm going, I'm trying to win the ring. Right. If I showed up, y'all have potential. Y'all should be winning at least 50-plus games. It, it should be going down. So I know he wants to beat the Lakers, but the West is the West. Once AD, a, um, LeBron return, AD return, they got drum in there, I think they'll be fine. I think they're the, uh, the top team in the West. But um, let's touch on – who could possibly make the playoffs that are sitting outside right now? The teams that will go and that will play in the play-in tournament. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your Dallas Mavericks, who are sitting at thirty and twenty-six at the seventh seed. Luca, overrated. <laughs> right. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Luca, I agree. We'll, talk, we'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me. Oh. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies, who are sitting at number eight. On the back of Wardell Stephen Curry, who spelled A W F F. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they lucky. Bradley Bill. He averaging 40 points a game over the last 11 games. Yeah. And it's been crazy, too. He even had to show his little brother, Ooh. I'm the big dog. Don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was ugly. First. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, he and, was was on. and he got no skittles on. No help. And I'm actually seeing San Antonio Spurs sighting. But I wanted to ask you guys about this play in. How do you all ultimately feel about this? That a ninth and tenth seed that didn't do what's necessary to be a seventh or eighth seed can oust you for your spot. How do you all ultimately feel about that? I think it's a way to keep more markets Involved. interested. In the postseason, that's what this is about. That's Stop, it. Stopping teams, so you don't have half the league tanking. Right. That's where I was going to go. Yeah. And you keep fan bases interested. Now, the way the play-in works, if you're the seventh and eighth seed, you play each other. Whoever wins that game between the seventh and eighth seed, they get the seventh seed. They don't have to play one more game. Ah. Uh. The ninth and tenth seed play each other. And then they have to play the loser of the 7-8 seed. So if you're the 7-8 seed, all you got to do is win one game from a supposed inferior team. Where the inferior team has to win two games to get a spot. 
and they can only go up to eighth. And when we speak of an inferior team, we were talking about a team with one loss back. And sometimes it's half a game. It, it's tough, but you're right. They're trying to make money for the markets. But I thank you for clearing that up. I am a blithering idiot at times when I was explaining. <laughs> yeah. Retired players mess up. That's all I'm saying. Well, ask Greg Popovich if he can. He's still doing his tricks. He's still yeah. doing his I'm happy for the audience. Right. I'm, I'm happy DeMar has at least an opportunity to play. He was a guy that was consistently in the playoffs, even though he was getting right. in Toronto. You see his bad attitude these days? Because he was used to being in the playoffs. He ready to fight everybody. Yeah, he been getting real frustrated. They, they <laughs> He's from Compton. You know, you just can't play uh, any type of way. He almost went off on the refs the other day. But, but not the old Compton, the new Compton. The new, the little, the Compton didn't look like it today. He, he from the, he from the new Compton. He's from the Kendrick Lamar Compton, not the right. Bobby Compton. It's, right. it's a little different. So if I heard you right, Jay Wills, if LeBron comes back with five or six games left or more, and AD comes back supposedly this week or early next week, so that give him 10, 12 games. Basically, it's the Lakers against everybody else. Yes. Yes. You have to – so if, they, if they'll come back. But, yeah, but the, their issue right now is they don't want to drop too far down. So right now they're doing what's necessary to keep them in the fifth spot, and right now that has them playing the Dem- – they may want to stay there. If the Denver Nuggets stay where they are and Los Angeles maintains their fifth spot, I would want to see Denver. You know, you know, don't nobody want to no, see you know who You know who they want. They might go ahead and go ahead and drop down in the sixth spot and just take care of the Clippers in the first round and get them up out of there. Yeah, I would, <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely like that. Take care not. of the Clippers and get them up out of there, and then they would end up playing the number two seed, which at this point right now is Phoenix. And they'll and they'll mop them. So I, I give it to LA. Absolutely. I, I hate to say it. I, I hate to be one to just flat out throw out. This is the team that's coming out of the Western Conference with so many. It's healthy. But it yeah. is. It is. If they're if healthy, they're going to win. If healthy. If healthy. I agree with you. I agree with you. So we will keep y'all updated uh, next week after we get through the draft and the, our draft recap. We will be heavy. NBA playoffs. Getting ready for that. NHL playoffs. We ain't forgot about the NHL. We ain't talked a lot of puck this year, but we ain't forgot about them. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> you still got combat sports happening almost every week. So we laughing at BJ. Go ahead. I see. Because he, 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 he tripping. Yeah, BJ tripping. Yeah. Hey BJ, you need to leave that alone, man. Just just, just put it down. Put it down. Must be a long so this Saturday, you got a monster event. UFC 261. <clears throat> Our man Dana White does it again in Florida in front of a sold out arena. They sold out the arena in less than 35 minutes. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, and they're going to give you not one, not two, three title bouts, hoping everybody makes weight. Three title bouts. Are they Main handing of- out 
Are they handing out masks and giving COVID shots before the game? <laughs> 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 they might. <laughs> you know Dana don't care. Dana no, don't, don't care. He got that paper. <laughs> so the main event, you got the Nigerian nightmare, Kamara Usman against Jorge Masvidal 2. Now they fought last year during the pandemic, but the reason that happened because the other fighter fell through. Masvidal took the fight on seven days' notice. Had to drop twenty-five pounds in seven days. So that's, that's he got Usman took advantage of him, but he still lasted five rounds with him. So this should be an interesting matchup. But the bouts that I'm really looking forward to, if y'all haven't seen the lady champions fight, y'all missing out. They the best UFC fighters on the organization's profile. Co-main event. Zhang Weili against Rose Namajunas. Mm. Weili is the champion and her match to win the belt against Joanna Jersasic was brutal. Brutal (laughs) five rounds toe-to-toe the whole fight. Rose is a former champion of the division. The only reason why she lost her belt, she was holding someone on a chokehold and a person who's in the other co-main event, Jessica Andre literally dropped her on the head and almost knocked her out. So she ended up losing the match because she was just out cold for like 10 seconds. That's going to be a monster. And then you got the second best female in the UFC, Valentino Shevchenko. She is a monster. She's the only person that gave Amanda Nunes, who is the GOAT of female mixed martial artists, two good, not one good fight, two good fights. At 135, which wasn't even her class, but she went up to fight her. At 125, she hadn't been touched. But Jessica Andre is coming up to 125. So those are going to be two monster female title fights. And then you get the cherry on top with Usman against uh, Masvidal, and they don't like each other at all. Hey, Big Rage. Yes, sir. Are we getting? Are we inching closer to to getting back for fight night? So, oh, absolutely. Okay. He's a, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <Most> calendars. <laughs> absolutely. I think we can start that again in May. You know, because we, we all did what we can do. We got so. that needle. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Shots and arms. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Um, so that's going to be a great card. So uh, look out for that. Uh, a couple of quick things before we give to the professor for the takes. Um, hats off. I'd just like to congratulate all the ladies that got drafted last Thursday yes. WNBA draft, especially Charlie Collier, center for Texas, the number one overall pick. Uh, the Dallas Wings had four of the first 13 picks. Yeah. So they are reloading, looking good. Um, also, shout out to Gonzaga. They lose a stud. Jalen Suggs, we all knew, was going to the, go to the league. He, he officially declared for the NBA. But then they get the number one high school player in the country, center Chet Holgram, who played with Jalen Suggs the year ago. Mm-hmm. So Kentucky. Duke, North Carolina, 
Y'all got problems. <laughs> People realizing they ain't got to go to them blue bloods anymore. Right. They can go to the Baylors. They can go to the Gonzagas. Play early. Play a better brand of ball that they like versus what you want to play. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. For you golf fans, congrats to Stuart Sink on his victory. But I want to get talk to you about who came in second. Little-known golfer Harold Varner III came in second place. For y'all that don't know, Harold Varner III is the only other full-time black golfer on the PGA Tour. Black American golfer. So, big, big stuff for him. And we got to talk about this new Fight Club stuff on Triller. We'll do that on the, after the draft and all that. But I watched some of that fiasco over the weekend. That was pure garbage. <laughs> But they had $1.5 million pay-per-view mm-hmm. buys and just for pay-per-view sales made over $75 million. Snoop Dogg. Snoop, that's what it is, man. It's Snoop Dogg. 420. Yeah, it, it, it was more concert than boxing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot more concert than boxing. So it was, yeah, but whatever. All right, Professor, it's time for your takes. Let's hear it, brother. Man, I'm so glad Jay Wills made it back. I was getting nervous. Uh-oh. Hey, apologies, <laughs> apologies to Ari McDonald. I know I was saying Ari, and I like how she had the backdrop with the you light. Saw you saw that. Ari McDonald. That that was the highlight of my night for the draft because I'm looking forward to really big things from that young lady. Congratulations. All right, so let's jump into the post takes. And tonight, I got a special treat for y'all. This one is entitled Six Degrees of Alex Smith. In 2005, All-American from the University of Utah, coached by none other than Urban Meyer, became the number one NFL draft pick. However, it was not Alex that was the talk of the draft. It was the fall of one Aaron Rodgers. In many ways, that year began the chip's that would begin to weigh on both of their shoulders. Alex played his entire career, proving that he was more than hype, and Rodgers dealt with dropping to the Packers, sitting behind Favre in a chiller Lambeau field to become a legend. For 16 seasons, Alex kept proving the doubters and haters wrong. Early on, he was labeled a bust, playing for an inept San Francisco 49ers team that refused to put many weapons around him. Under Mike Nolan, Alex was not growing as a pro quarterback and suffered many injuries and setbacks. During Alex's lean years, he had a very talented defense led by Patrick Willis into KO Spikes. Unfortunately, defensive coordinator was Greg Minuski. We know him very well in Washington. The bright spot is that he had a young Frank Gore and Vernon Davis, the legend. He enjoyed being reunited with Vernon here in Washington. These relationships keep coming, y'all. Alex endured Mike, Mike Nolan, Mike Singletary, and Jim Tom Sula. Jim Tom Sula made his way to Washington, too, before Jim Harbaugh came to, came to 49ers in 2011 and gave Alex exactly what he needed, confidence and solid quarterback coaching. He began to get developed as a quarterback in sword. 
He helped to engineer a 13 and three record that year, lost to the eventual Super Bowl champion Giants in the NFC Championship game. The newfound success did not last as the injury bug caught up to him once again in 2012. His concussion made way for Colin Kaepernick. And to Kaepernick's credit, he took his opportunity to steal the show and led the 49ers to the Super Bowl against the Ravens. Due to Cap's dynamic play, Alex moved on to Kansas City, where he would see his most success in a four-year stretch. From 2013 to 2017, under eventual head coach Andy Reid, he made two Pro Bowls, four playoff appearances, and won KC's first playoff game since 2017, in 2017, since 1993. Again, his success would be short-lived. Always a forerunner to a team turning around to achieve success, he had to make way for eventual MVP and Super Bowl champion Patrick Mahomes. Alex joined the Washington football team in 2018. It was an immediate impact. He was galvanizing a mediocre team and led them to a surprising 6-2 and two start before he had his horrific leg injury that was eerily similar to Joe Theismann's career in the leg injury in 1985. It happened in a similar part of the field. Unlike Joe, this one almost cost Alex his life. Last season, he completed a full comeback after months and months of grueling rehab. He became the NFL's comeback player of the year and showed the world that the will of a champion is more powerful than what may seem impossible. Alex has always been a great teammate and an inspirational figure. There are certainly more ways to win it all in life, and no one can ever take the cherry and icing off of his cake. Now, Alex has retired and walked away on his own terms. After playing last year, there was nothing left for him to prove. His last order of business to make sure he got his last paycheck. After almost dying for a team, I would have done the same thing. A class act and a legend in his own right. He has been connected to some of the people that we love and some that we don't love so much. He should certainly be put in the ring of fame for all three franchises whose uniforms he once donned. Salute to Alex Smith on a great career. He outlasted when many people thought he was done after year three. So kudos to him. I know he has a bright future either in coaching or broadcasting. All right, yeah. back to you, Big Ridge. Professor Jake, real quick, I'm sorry. You mm -hmm. had me confused for a second there. You had put uh, during Alex Alex's lean years. I thought you said he was drinking lean with Patrick Willis and taking your sight. <laughs> That's a wild boy right there. <laughs> <laughs> <that> lean years. You hilarious, Lean. Yeah. Alex is gonna have his choice. One, he's made over hundred million dollars, so he yeah. don't have to do anything. Yeah, he's nice. But if he wants to stay in the NFL, he's gonna have his choice of pickings. He can easily go on the broadcast and good looking guy. Everybody loves him. Articulate. Um, if he wants to go into the front office, I think there are a couple of organizations would gladly allow him to come back and be in the front office. I mean, rumor is that Danny offered him the GM job before last year. Wow. Yeah. So, we, we will see. A lot of people thinking he going to go down there and join Urban Meyer. 
I don't see him. Urban Meyer wanted him to come as a player and be the backup to the Golden Boy. Wanted him to be in the room, you know, to help teach him. I can't see a man that's made that much money and sacrificed that much of his body be willing to go down to Jacksonville and be an assistant coach and grind. Because assistant coach in the NFL, you grind. Yeah, you do. Now, he might be a consultant, but I don't think. I don't yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. We might decide, you know what, I'm chill. Do Use my investments, spend time with my family, and just enjoy this money. All right. All right, fellas, it is time for us to get to our final post so we can get up out of here. Let's start with my man. We're we, we going Jay Wills. What you got for us? Thoroughly enjoyed the show. Uh, to everyone out there, stay safe, stay vigilant. Though uh, some individuals may feel justified, some individuals may also feel like we should do something to you for that. So protect yourselves out there. Over the next couple of days, continue to protect yourself. COVID is still real. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. What you got for us, Professor? Yeah, I hate to always, well, I don't always end on a, on a somber note, but this one is warranted. To Scotty Pippen and his family, uh, he recently lost his son, Antron. He was only 33 years old. A young man who had a promising basketball career, but his severe asthma prevented him from actually playing at the top level. Scotty recently said that had he had it not been for his asthma, his son would have been a top NBA player. But just really heartbroken for the Pippen family and their extended family for losing a great and wonderful son and young man for that family. So, y'all, just please keep them in your prayers. Absolutely, absolutely. I was sorry, sorry to see that news that popped up yesterday. Ed, it's on you, my brother. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks. Uh, another successful show. Um, good to see you guys. I just wanted to remind everybody, I, was, I recently heard today, we had an interesting day in our, in our country today, um, wherever you stand as far as uh, the Chauvin verdict. But I just want to remind people, I, I heard someone say that, oh, the protesters, um, they keep protesting because they know that they will influence decisions. Um, and sometimes those decisions are not necessarily how a lot of people want those decisions to go. But let's be, let's be mindful that protest has always been part of not only this country, but all countries. And this country was part of one of the most important protests ever in the Revolutionary War. In fact, many of those protests in that, that uh, particular event uh, that's the reason we exist today. So let's just be mindful that um, protest is necessary. Um, it's part of our fabric. It's always been part of our fabric, and it will continue to be part of our fabric. Um, let's just respect each other's decisions and voices. That's all I have. Good point, good point. And just to piggyback on what you're saying, Ed, protests are part of the American fabric. It's in the Constitution, people. Um, as the population goes out and tells government, we don't agree with how you're running this country. That's how things get changed. If we don't stand up for things that we feel are wrong, then we will continue to stay the way we've been. I would just like to add that today was a big step 
I think, for this country. Because I was really concerned about what might have happened this week if the verdict would have went the other way. And we've seen it go the other way. I can remember vividly watching the Rodney King beating, which is now, what, 30 years ago? And saying, oh, all them guys going to jail and none of them got convicted. So we're seeing a change in this country that, A, you have governors and state's attorneys in some states that are willing to do what is just and what's right. And step up and actually put on a good, strong prosecution of law enforcement when they do wrong. Not Most law enforcement are good, but when they do wrong, they need to be held accountable. We're seeing this younger generation get out in the streets and cause everybody to come with them. So I'm hopeful that this country is changing in the manner which more of us will be treated equally. We're not asking to be treated better than anybody else. We're just not asking to be treated worse. Right. Treat us the same way you treat them and we'll be fine. If you do a little research on the internet, you can find a video out there uh, unfortunately, we saw the young man that got shot where the cop said she was grabbing her taser and grabbed a gun. Do Google, there was a stop in, a, uh, I think, a Midwest state where a gentleman in a pickup truck got stopped, pulled over, rolled his window down, told the police he wasn't getting out the truck, had a pistol on the seat, touched it multiple times, and he got it to drive away. Yep. Two different Americas, folks. And until we fix that, we're going to continue to have problems. So, as Jay Will said, unfortunately, there's going to be a bunch of people that don't like the verdicts that happen. So, please be vigilant. Look out for each other. Wear your mask. Stay protected, even if you have the shot, because we're still in a pandemic, because we want you to be here next week. All right, we'd like to thank you all for tuning in and listening. We appreciate your time and opportunity to share our positions on sports with you. We're here each and every Tuesday at 7 p.m., for our live show. You can also download the shows on our Facebook page and our YouTube page. All you have to do is look up Positional Sports Talk Show, either platform you can find us. If you don't want to find us there, whatever your favorite podcast platform, at Positions on Sports, you can find us there. And Twitter, hit us up on Twitter. We'd love to get a few more followers on Twitter. At Positions on SPO1, we'd greatly appreciate it. Be safe, have a wonderful week. We look forward to talking NFL draft and actually talking about the future millionaires next week because the draft starts next Thursday, folks. We're just 10 days away, so can't wait. Yes. All right, we out of here. Appreciate you. Peace. Peace.